So I'm in my car with my daughter, Jordan, and today she had what she called one of the most important interviews of her life. She was interviewing for a Navy ROTC scholarship. And when we were leaving there and walking back to the car, she started sharing with me what she talked about, different answers and things. And there were a few things that really stuck out for me. So I told her that she was going to be on my podcast and we were going to chat on the car ride on the way home. So Jordan, welcome to my podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm so honored. (laughs) So when we were walking to the car, you brought up design thinking. Yes. And you said something that resonated with me and you said it also resonated with your interviewer because you wrote it down. And so instead of trying to remember it and misquoting you, I just thought I'd, I'd give you the floor and have you explain what you talked about. All right. So basically they split up the interview into different categories, and the category I was in was communications. And it asked how you communicate properly with someone and how you connect with them. So I mentioned how you had done design thinking all these years, and I had been to multiple conferences and had to sit in on multiple hours of learning what design thinking is, whether I wanted to or not. So basically, I said, design thinking is like human-centered design. That's what it is. And you have to appeal to the emotions of someone. So when you design a chair, you're not going to make some glamorous chair. You're going to make a chair that wants to support your back because that's what the user wants. So I said, I took those lessons and I applied it to communication. So when you're working on a problem, you want to see how they're looking at it. You want to see what their concerns are with it. That way, it's you and I working against a problem and not you are the problem. And I think that's super important, that that whole piece of, you know, we're working together against the problem instead of you being the problem. And so what I was thinking was really just about your high school experience. And, you know, obviously you come home and some days you're in a happy mood, some days you're ranting and raving, some days you're in tears. And, yeah. and obviously part of that is hormonal and you're a teenager. But I wonder when you think about working together versus you being the problem, how does that fit in with high school? And I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, you have teachers, counselors, all these people. Like, do you feel like that you're all working together, like, to solve a problem, which is really, like, the future of your life? Or do you feel more like sometimes, like, you are the problem? I think a lot of times teachers and different people, like counselors, aren't educated on different paths in your life and the main thing is always college like I was ingrained in my brain the past four years that I have to go to college I have to get the requirements A through G requirements so I can go to college and when I go to my counselor I'm not talking about like how I'm doing in life to get me to my goals it's did you get these courses here are the courses you need to sign up for it's very standardized it's very traditional it's not progressive it's not innovative it's here's what we need to do so you can get into community college, you can get into that four-year university and not what can you, how can you apply the lessons we've taught you here in your life? How can you be successful in your life? It's just college and then they send you off and you have no idea what you're doing with your life. Right. So then I guess the question becomes when you said, you know, they're not helping you with like the lessons and the skills and such. How do we do that? How, like, how do we fix that so that, let's say, you know, the, the student who's in kindergarten right now, so that by the time they graduate high school, this isn't just a high school issue, right? This is yeah. K-12. So what do you need? What what? So let's look at this from a design thinking lens, right? So I'm trying to empathize mm-hmm. with you, and I'm trying to define your needs as the yeah. end user. What is it that is missing that you're like, gosh, like, help me with this? I think it's more so applying your teaching. So when you have a lesson, it's 
it's not, oh, let me teach you how to find the derivative of this. It's how you can use this in a everyday setting. It's putting it into that perspective so I have an idea of what I want to do with my life because I don't know down the road how taking a certain class is going to help me going into biomedical engineering. Like, sometimes it doesn't click in my head how, like, why am I taking this course? What is it doing for me that's beneficial? So I think it's more so opening doors and even being open to other options. I did have a teacher who I told her I was taking the ASVAB to get into the military and she looked down on me for it and I remember thinking like why like why am I being shamed for wanting to take a different career path other than college right but I think like it's funny when we talk about teachers and I've said this probably I think I'm like every interview or podcast I've been on most teachers not all but a lot of teachers we entered school at four years old right we went through K-12, some of us had amazing, we were like, yes, I love school, and, and some of us like, I hated school, but for whatever reason, we then went to college, and we majored in whatever, I majored in English, right, or, or biology, whatnot, and then we go back to school to teach it, so when you said, you know, tell me how it applies to life, like, the honest truth is, I don't know how it applies to life, because my life is only school, right, like, if I've never worked in biomedical engineering honestly I don't even know what that is but if I've never worked in that field I've never been a, a pilot or you know an, an engineer or, or even you know I've, I've never even been a, a, a waitress like there's so much obviously that I haven't done I don't know how to connect you to that like I only know yeah and rows and, and chalkboards and, and that's very old school traditional but you, you get what I'm saying yeah I so then how how do I meet your needs when I feel like I honestly don't even have the tools or the resources to do Yeah, and I completely understand that, and I don't expect you to have the answer to everything. I'm not asking for the answer to everything, but sometimes you do need to reach out beyond the classroom and find those connections. Like, I remember seeing one class Skyped with a NASA astronaut. Like, they might not know about aerospace engineering, but the astronaut would, and then you're giving your students the opportunity to make those connections and see those people and get an idea of that. Right. So today, um, for my, my two listeners, <laughs> I, I brought Jordan to the county office with me. There was a, a thing on esports, and so um, you know I, I brought her, and we were listening to the panels and such, and then we were meeting people. And whenever I bring Jordan to education events, and even my older daughter, they always say, oh, it's obvious, you know, she's your kid, or she's grounded, or she's going places in life. And so, how, how, like, what, what has prepared you? If you're saying that, like, the teachers haven't really been able to make those direct connections that you need, and, and you're, you know, your counselor's kind of pushing, you know, you need your A through G, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Where are you getting these, like, the resiliency, the, the confidence in who you are as a person, the, the emotional well-being? Like, how are you building that? I think I personally was fortunate enough to have been raised by you being, seeing the behind-the-scenes of education, seeing how the classroom is built and how it works. So I was fortunate enough to understand that side of it. But a lot of students and what we do nowadays is research for ourselves. Like, I had to look into biomedical engineering. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that a year ago, but I was stuck, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I had to sort of look up my favorite high school courses, anatomy, and look up, oh, what careers can apply to this, because nobody's told me, and upon that, I stumbled on biomedical engineering, which, if you don't know, it's like making prosthetics and tissues and artificial organs, stuff like that, if you were curious, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of independent 
research, unfortunately. But I have had you that has guided me for most of it. So I'm, and I didn't pay her to say that. So you know. Uh, well, you bought me a lottery ticket. So oh, that is true. Hey, I can get arrested. You know, you're oh, underage. Yeah. I did not. I did not buy her a lottery ticket. Allegedly bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> if I told you. Tomorrow I am opening a brand new school, mm-hmm. and I can do whatever I want in this school. And my goal is that when students leave my school, they feel loved, valued, passionate, ad- advocating for you know the the betterment of the world, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think I would need to have in my school to make that happen? I think you need to have educators who are willing to build those relationships and willing to put in the effort for those relationships. Because I know a, the misconception is that you have your counselor and you can have this great relationship with your counselor because you're always meeting with them. But I think I've seen my counselor, not saying that she's a bad woman or anything, four times in four years. And that's not okay to me. I think you should be reaching out to your students who you're assigned to. I think you should be wanting to build those connections and make sure that they feel okay because you don't know what's going on once they leave school. You don't know what's happening in their lives. They could be really struggling but not saying anything and they don't or maybe they don't have the money to reach out and explore other career options, you know? So I think it's more so being willing to give up your time for the sake of the students that makes sense. It does make sense. And since you brought up time, I'm going to say we're about out of time on this podcast episode. Any final thoughts, Jordan, for the world out there? I think just have empathy, be kind, and realize that school is stressful. So please stop giving so many assignments when I have other classes. <laughs> if you're listening and you're a teacher, thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye.